Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast, where we explore the strategies and experiences that are driving mid-sized manufacturers forward. Here, you'll discover new insights from passionate manufacturing leaders who have compelling stories to share about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from B2B sales and marketing experts about how to apply actionable business development strategies inside your business. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co-founder of the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla76, where we help B2B manufacturers grow through revenue-focused marketing programs. If you're looking into the manufacturing sector from the outside, the numbers will show you how underrepresented women are in this sector. And if you already work in manufacturing, you know this is true just by looking around. My guest today is a business owner, a nonprofit founder, a podcast host, and a source of inspiration for women currently in manufacturing who are struggling to find their voice, as well as for young women whose careers lie on the horizon. Let me introduce her. Ali Gilpin, better known as Ali G, was born in Mexico and learned English as a second language when she was six. She holds a Bachelor's of Science in Chemical Engineering from Rose Hulman Institute of Technology. For starting her own engineering company, Ali spent 10 years in engineering. She started in process engineering and then transitioned to industrial controls. Ali was part of a greenfield build early in her career and learned how procurement works and eventually went on to run a UL508A panel shop and spent years traveling the U.S. starting up burner and gas train control applications. Today, Ali provides controls engineering services across the U.S., through her company, Process and Controls Engineering, LLC. She also recently filed for a 501c3 nonprofit for Kids PLC Kits to process donations of new and used industrial automation hardware to teach kids how PLCs and 24 VDC circuits work in industry. Ali G, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure having you here. And you and I first talked for the first time just a few weeks ago. We've kind of run in a lot of the same circles, I feel like, and know a lot of the same people. So I'm glad to finally have you here on the show. Yeah, I've definitely seen your show and it's great. And I'm glad to be a part of it now. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, this is good to be doing this. I had um, your podcasting co-host on uh, from your side, Nikki Gonzalez, on the show a while back. And I think that's when I kind of first learned who you were and then, you know, kind of started following you and want to get your your perspective on a whole bunch of stuff here today, too. So I'm excited to do this. Yeah, I love Nikki. Allie, I know that one of your passions, you know, I've, I've had, I guess I should say first, I've had a lot of, of women in manufacturing on this show. Some of them like to talk about, you know, being a woman in manufacturing. Some say, ah, it's not really something I want to get into as my, the main topic here. I know it's something that that is a passion for you is sort of being a voice and advocate for women in manufacturing, though, from, from talking to you in, in prior conversations. And would love to just hear you talk about why it's so important and what you see going on in that front. So I guess now that I've been more involved in, you know, social media and LinkedIn specifically, because that's like the platform that, you know, I've perform the best in after seeing, you know, that side of it. And then being, being young once, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm young now, but like being a lot younger once and being, you know, in high school and thinking, and even in college, 
and just kind of seeing, you know, how women are viewed in all of that. And obviously the views are hugely varied, but there are still some lingering negative views or even not negative, but just old outdated views that are, you know, that are not the majority, absolutely not the majority, but they're out there. And so if you're, if you witness them and you're alone, it goes a lot different, I think, in terms of encouraging yourself. Self-encouragement of women is harder to like just create without being able to see it out there. So and and I've been told privately by so many women, and I'm so that's it's made everything worth it, basically. But so many women have privately messaged me saying, Thank you for what you do. Thank you for just acting like we can just all do that because it's true, <laughs> but we haven't really shown it that way. And it's one thing to be an example. And it's another thing to actually encourage people to do the same as you. And I think both are needed, both. I think, you know, I know people don't want to talk about it. And when I say people, women don't want to talk about it because there are a lot of, you know, opinions out there. And I, kind of understand them where we shouldn't be talking about gender. Of course we shouldn't be. Manufacturing, engineering, all that stuff has nothing to do with gender. Absolutely. Agree. But there are still gender biases that create, what is it called? Like low self-esteem almost in people that hear the the negative comments. So there, and it's harder to completely erase that from your memory when you're like, you know, if you hear, you know, oh my God, women shouldn't be here from a couple men even though it's not the majority it's pretty disheartening and so to have like women talk about the fact that that stuff's going on and that we don't care and we're going to fight way past that that's the message and if you you can't give that message if you're just like no no no, we, we don't talk about there being a difference well no we shouldn't in the end when there is true equality we won't have to talk about any of it but it's not we're not there yet and i get I get frustrated when people are like, that's such an old topic that doesn't matter anymore. Well, then why do people still say stupid things? Like, why are people still saying point blank stupid sexist things out there? And I know it is not the majority. I keep beating that. I know like a dead horse. I like it's, it's not most people, but it's it's happening. And we'd really just like like the support of you acknowledging that like, hey, if I hear that stuff, I'm going to fight it. And, you know, you go, girl, that's kind of what we want to hear, not, could you please stop talking about gender? Well, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) because we're not where we need to be about, about the topic, I feel. And, and, you know, I obviously am doing business in a man's world and I'm having a blast and it is not, my gender has nothing to do with business either. But I want to talk about like the fact I want to talk about that. So if I can say that as a woman and say like gender has nothing to do with any of this, then that's a good message. I don't think it's a bad message if you say nothing, but you're missing out on an opportunity to create a message for a few other people. Maybe you made some men, you know, like irritated, but like whatever. And maybe some women were irritated too. They're like, oh, we got to stop talking about gender. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm just a good blank. I'm good at pilot. I'm a good engineer. I'm a good technician. I'm a good electrician. You know, that is, the, that's right. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's also nothing wrong with kind of fighting until we 
stop hearing that stupid crap in the background. <laughs> I think it's great that you have a voice. You're proactively talking about this stuff as opposed to just sort of, you know, sitting back and, and doing your work. I know you also are a, a podcast co-host. I uh, mentioned Nikki Gonzalez earlier. Your show is called Automation Ladies, which I think is an awesome title. What kind of things are you guys talking about on that show? And are you also using that as a platform to sort of be an advocate for female or women leaders in the manufacturing sector? Yeah, it's it's really cool that it isn't just us interviewing women. We do interview mostly women, but these women are somehow in in manufacturing. At the beginning, we kind of focused on like technical roles, you know, like and not necessarily even automation heavy just you know really technical like hands-on type roles like like robotics engineering or panel building or inc technician or what is another one a millwright well not a millwright sorry she doesn't like that it's she's an industrial mechanic sorry not millwright they're not the same i used to kind of make those the same and she's like no that's no so but then we kind of got into, you know, engineer, female engineers that went into like marketing or went into sales or went into, it's like women can be everywhere. So with, you know, automation ladies, that's, you know, we started with technical people. We started branching out into like women that were still in manufacturing, have technical backgrounds, but are doing, you know, more people business stuff, you know, because there's a business, a heavy, heavy business side to how all of this stuff moves around and engineers, you know, can design all day long and then parts have to start moving. And then it's not just engineers involved and then stuff gets broken and it's out and working and then technicians are involved. And so there's just so many angles of jobs to come in and work around manufacturing, around automation. And the other part of it is because we always ask everybody, you know, how'd you get here? That's a pretty standard like podcast question, I think. But, you know, we also start getting into whatever nerdy thing they already are into. So like the last guy, Dave Neville, we were talking to him about like robots in space or just like doing, you know, crazy things that people are like, that's not going to work with robots. Yeah. So we start getting into just what's coming. We, we did a cybersecurity panel. That was really cool. We're about to do an automotive panel. So we just kind of are, I don't want to say all over the place, but all of these industries, I swear, as a systems integrator, I have PLCs behind me. As a controls engineer myself, I can tell you that all these OEMs that sell you all these parts are selling to all of the industries because they're all using the same parts to automate their stuff. There are certain differences between some and yeah, so there's some nuance, but there's so much overlap. And that's why, you know, the robots, the hardware and the panels, the the conduit, the wire, like everything is it's so commercialized. It's so cool. And there's just so much, there's so much going on and there's so much, so many ways to get involved. And so that that's what the entire like premise of automation ladies is, is talking to people about how they did it. Ali, I know you're, you've mentioned it a couple of times here, but you're in the process of starting a really unique and also important nonprofit. And I'd love for you to tell us what that's all about. 
Okay, so Kids PLC Kits is a nonprofit where, you know, I take, well, me and my team of nonprofit people, <laughs> actually, we're required to have a board of directors. But anyway, we take donations of new or used, basically industrial automation hardware, including PLCs, so that we can create basically usable kits that we send to directly to instructors to teach kids about basically industrial automation circuits and, and hardware. The difference being that like we want them to have hardware that's actually used in manufacturing. So industrial hardware, not Arduino or, you know, some of the other stuff that is, you know, very popular right now. We actually are trying to get the, you know, the kids hands on the real stuff. So when they go out there, they recognize it oh, I've seen that stuff. Or they open up a panel and they're like, you know, hey, I know, that's the PLC and I know what it does is a something huge, I think, that will give confidence basically to the next generation. That's what it is. Someone who told me not to like tell his name to everyone sent me a bunch of controllers. This is before I sent people stuff. And I was like, whoa. Because there was a lot of PLCs. They were a lot of Rockwell Micro 800s. And so these came in and like, I, you know, I used some, I kind of did some, some content, but then I was like, I need to get these in the hands of people that don't know how to use them and like show that like anyone can. And so that idea like started a long time ago and it was just like how, and I want, and I actually like you know, hired someone and it didn't work out. But like the idea was like, she was gonna receive all this stuff and like put it together and like, you know, kind of figure it out as she went. And it just, it just depends on like, who's the teacher. That's how I'm, I've been finding out like everything about this. But anyway, so what we are doing now is after, you know, I, I figured out that, you know, it depends on the teacher and and getting the actual hardware to the people slash kids. First, I sent two controllers and like a solenoid and some other, maybe a 24 volt DC power supply to Jordan Day, who has a daughter named Elena Day, who at the time was nine. And she was already so impressive. So the reason that like, I don't know how I found her. I must've found her on LinkedIn. Or I found Jordan on LinkedIn and he was like, check out my daughter doing this stuff. And she was ripping out toilets and putting new toilets in. She was taking out dishwashers and putting new dishwashers in. Like she was doing, her dad's a master plumber and HVAC, like master HVAC. So imagine what he can do in the house, right? So he's doing this stuff and he's having her do the stuff. So she, well, I think when she was four, she fixed a garage door opener. That was the beginning. I'm like, crap. So I'm like, okay, there's there's some something going on here with these people, right? And something in the water, they're in Georgia, there's something in the water here, and I'm going to send them hardware. Like, I don't know, maybe God told me, whatever. So I send, and actually it was so cute. It was a kind of a dream. I had a logo behind me, a logo and a, basically like the Alan Bradley version of a logo. It's like the micro 810, whatever. And I saw those two and I was like, I'm going to send her one of each, like one Siemens and one Rockwell to just like, you know, induct her into this like world where those are the like massive competitors. 
And so I, I did. And so of course, Jordan is going to like help her with this stuff. But so I said that first. And then I was like, you know what? They made a, they made a really cute, like, what is a PLC video and some other videos. And I was like, these are amazing. And I was like, go big or go home. I said, I was going to have someone else like show, like if basically open a starter pack and kind of just like go from there. Well, I was like, I got that starter pack back and it had an HMI and the PLC. And I was like, poop. And I shoved that in like, I don't know, some like Phoenix contact box. And she, they made another video. And this video was like the one, the one that like inspired what kids PLC kits is. But she, well, first of all, he had her build like the backboard, right? He had her cut the Panduit or the wireway, measure it, cut it. She was wiring, programming, using a, you know, a circular saw to cut the, the wireway. Like the video is amazing. And then he went level two. I didn't expect this. I did send a solenoid. So it's, it is meant for pneumatics, a 24 volt DC solenoid that can, you know, like a spool type solenoid valve so it can be used with air like compressed air so this guy who i didn't even know had an air compressor at home hooks up and like plums and shows her plums compressed air to the solenoid so that she can actuate it and then he puts like a piece on it at the end and like so that she can shoot a paper rocket with the solenoid and she is she programmed basically her hmi screen to turn on of specific PLC output so that she could shoot that rocket in her room. Like, so she's got the whole panel in her room, but she's 10 years old. So she's, the video is her wiring, programming, you know, physically cutting, you know, measuring just, to, and stuff she's like super been doing since forever. Cause she can do plumbing. Like, oh, she was, I think at some point, yeah, she's cutting with like a torch cutter. Um, is another one of her videos, but like, so yeah, she's now getting into PLCs. Her dad's into building automation stuff. So he's like, oh, I, I kind of get it. Like, you know, what's going on with the industrial controllers? Cause it's really similar. They just use different hardware and different companies provide the stuff to do it, but how it works is very similar. Yeah. So anyway, after that, I was like, how do I get, I don't even remember like exactly what I was thinking, but I started asking, I was like, how do I use my pull? Cause I can get like nice swag bags, you know, someone's like, Hey, I'm going to send you a swag bag. Cause I know you'll shout it out. And I was like, how do I use that and get people to donate hardware so that I can send more Elena's more PLCs. But I didn't just send Elena a PLC because you can't do the whole thing we did without, I sent push buttons, a solenoid, 24 volt DC power supply. So this is where the kit idea came in. You can send a kid a, a PLC, but if they don't have a power supply, we did that. I think we sent Josephine, not a kid, she's not a kid, but we sent a woman a PLC and then she didn't have a power supply. So it's like, okay, like there's minimum requirements so that we can make this a useful learning thing. and that's where the kit came in. So it's like, I'm going to start asking people for their stuff, their spare stuff. Cause I know a lot of people have crap that they're not, they they're like, maybe one day I'll do something, but they're never going to do anything with it. And they subconsciously know that they're never going to do anything with it. And they're like, I'm going to send it because she's going to actually use it. Well, Ali, I love what you're doing with the nonprofit. I think you're 
podcast is awesome. I love that you're, you know, a, a voice out there for, you know, just automation in general and also women in, in manufacturing and automation. So applaud you for everything you're doing and, and I appreciate you, you being on the show. Can you tell our audience how they can get in touch with you and also learn about all this great stuff you're you're working on right now? You can go to LinkedIn and look up Alicia Gilpin. Uh, you can also on LinkedIn go to Automation Ladies podcast. Uh, we also have a website, automationladies.io. I actually do have, I just bought kidsplckits.org. <laughs> awesome. Well, sounds great. Please, if you're listening, check out everything Allie's up to. And uh, again, Allie, really appreciate you doing this today. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It was really fun. You bet. As for the rest of you, I hope to catch you on the next episode of The Manufacturing Executive. You've been listening to The Manufacturing Executive Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about industrial marketing and sales strategy, you'll find an ever-expanding collection of articles, videos, guides, and tools specifically for B2B manufacturers at gorilla76.com learn. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.